Today on Can We Talk About, it's Severance. Severance. It's a really great show. It's on Apple TV Plus Minus Max, whatever it's called. And if you haven't seen it, don't listen to this yet. Go watch the show first. Spoilers galore. Lots of spoilers. That's today on Can We Talk About? By reaching 75% refinement on Sienna, you have earned for you and your fellow refiners a five-minute music dance experience. How you doing? Hey, what's going on? Can we talk about severance? We should probably talk about the thing that we were supposed to start talking yeah, about. Yeah, I really want to talk about this. So I'll start by saying uh, my... I saw the trailer for it, and um, the, the the few things that grabbed me immediately were, um, number one, the cast, right? Because I love... Um, immediately. Everyone in there. And the song too, like I love Daydream in Blue. That's the song that's in the trailer and used a bunch of times and stuff. And I was like, all right, these are these are all hit my points. But it also looked really intriguing. And I'm not typically. It's weird. I I prefer comedy, obviously. And clearly, there's a lot of like you know Ben Stiller's involved in this, and and a bunch of people from the world of comedy, which I also that's like, feels like a whole other trend. And that's something we can rant about at some other time of like people from the world of comedy transitioning into drama and making probably the best dramatic TV shows and movies and stuff that exist. Agreed. Um, but, uh, but no, like, and I, I, I'm usually averse to like all these like melodramatic, like, you know, suspenseful shows try to lead you on with some Uber mystery that you're supposed to solve throughout the course of the season or show or something. Maybe I'm just fatigued from like the West worlds of the world, <laughs> like just had enough of that. But um, this this. Yeah, it was amazing. I have a lot more to say about it. But anyway, that was my first like interaction with it was just like coming out of like the trailer. I was like, oh, shit, this looks amazing. I didn't know anything about the show. I knew Adam Scott was in it. And yeah. then the whole reason that Henry and I started watching it was because the. Uh, they shot in Beacon which is where Henry works in Beacon, which is a town in the Hudson Valley of New York. And yeah. they were shooting in Beacon. So Henry was like, oh, we have to watch this. They shot in Beacon. So we were automatically like, oh, we got to watch that show. That was the one that was shot in Beacon. Yeah. And that's what drew us into the show. And then <laughs> I would say 15 seconds into the show, I was like, I'm obsessed. Wait, I didn't realize the show was filmed in New York. I, funny enough, I um was watching one of like the the panels that the cast did recently and they were talking about filming in New York and I forget one of the cast members like came to New York to film and then got COVID and was on lockdown or something. So I was, but I was like, Oh, I was, I didn't realize they filmed in New York and I just thought New York city when they said New York, I didn't, what, what scenes were filmed in New York? So there's a few that were filmed in beacon. So there's a dummy light in beacon and um, there's a scene where they show the dummy light, but then there's also the uh, some of the railroad scenes were filmed in Beacon oh. on those back railroads that are behind uh, Hudson Valley Brewery over on oh. that area. So obviously, then isn't it funny when you watch shows and you know that it was something in the show was filmed there? So you spend the majority of the show being like, does that look like Beacon? No, that doesn't. Look yeah, like. that's not. <laughs> could that be? That's not Beacon. <laughs> Well, that's I'm what we Brooklyn. did. Yeah, I'm in I'm in Brooklyn. When it ends up happening every time is like, you know, they're they're filming uh, they're filming movies and TV shows constantly. And they have like the little like placards up on the, you know, like don't park here. We're filming whatever the name of the production is. And sometimes if they're a big enough production, they'll just use fake 
names and like for like there was like one couple blocks from me like last weekend and I looked it up and it's like oh okay it's actually it's a code name for the Mr. and Mrs. Smith remake for Amazon yeah that they're doing and uh and but when it ends up happening a lot is I end up like watching something and be like oh hey I know what that is or I find out they film something and I just want to like fast forward to that scene I'm like I want to see what they what scene in the movie uh, they filmed, you know, in my neighborhood or whatever it might be. Um, I do the same thing. So that's how we started watching this was because yeah. we wanted to see the beacon scenes. And um, I would say between that and the opening credits. Yeah. Just that I was I was hooked. I was like, this yeah. is already so trippy. Just the opening credits were so yeah. wild. And like you said, the music's incredible. So it just draws you right in. But yeah. Um. Yeah. And so, all right, we can get into like talking about the actual show. And then for anyone who hasn't watched the show, there's lots of spoilers ahead of soon. Galore. But the basic premise of the show, and I pl- feel free to correct me if I'm wrong on anything here because I'm not reading off anything necessarily. Um, they, this company develops a technology to split your consciousness into two, basically. And I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm also thinking through what we actually know and what we don't know as far as like the the rules of this world, basically. But um, but essentially they split it. You can split your brain into two sort of so that when you're at work, your work consciousness is its own separate thing from the rest of your world. So like when you are at home at night, like you have no idea what you did all day and like literally your brain just kind of turns off. And so you, you literally just live a life with a job that you know nothing about that anything. But there's so many other mysteries and lots of other things that aren't solved throughout the show that. And, and I feel like the, it's hard to say, though, that, that, you know, the end, like I, yeah. I feel like I could have described the show very differently had I not watched the final two episodes. Yeah. Like in the beginning, I would just say, oh, yeah, it's just a you know, like you said, a technological company called Lumen who yeah. just makes this technology so that you can. Essentially, for me, I will say the first few episodes, like, oh, man, this would be sick. You could go to work all day, (laughs) hate your job, not even know that you hate your job, work with absolute shitheads and not even have to take that home with you and see them out in the store and not even realize they're your coworkers. Because like you said, you have two different, essentially two brains, like your work brain with a work memory and your life brain with your life memory. It brings on all these moral concoctions and and contemplations of like well you know um if you're it, there's the inner and the outy thing right which is like the person you are on the outside of the world and the outside world is different than your any which is the person that's in which it's a person at that point and there's this like well is that a is that a person do they have rights and abilities and like you know like free will or whatever it might be and it's like no they're controlled like there's it goes deep. The more you think about it, it goes deeper. And that's even just like on the surface, right? That's just, that's just covering like the surface morality of if you split your conscious into two and then fork the rest of your life so that there's, you know, part of your brain that's living inside and, and has to work all day. And that's all their life is. Um, that's not even getting into all the rest of the other weird mysteries that pop up throughout the entire show, but it's, yeah, it's trippy. That first episode where, uh, 
essentially the first episode, there's a character named Heli. And also something that really like, I, you know, like when something like makes your skin itch, made me so uncomfortable is yeah. the way that the innies, the people, their work conscious has the last letter of their name. So they're not just like, Mark, who's played by Adam Scott. It's not just Mark. It's Mark S. And you like oh. everybody has that one last letter to their name. I'm like, oh, this feels culty. This feels wrong. Yeah. Like, why? Why just the one last letter of your name? And I also think that that opening scene where the character Heli is essentially starting her severance journey. Yeah. And wants out. And they show you how they just keep they show her the video of her consenting yeah. To the severance, like, oh, you should watch this. This is your Audi telling you want it. And I just remember yeah. thinking like, oh, no, this is not what I thought at all. <laughs> this show is not yeah. what I thought. It's way too. It's it, there's way. And it's really funny because um, another show that will and we're going to cover it, too. But like um, a lot of these shows in general, like the um, what's the other one we were talking about? The, the bear, the the bear. Yeah, the bear. Everyone's been like, oh, it's a great show. But. <laughs> like prepare to like pop a Xanax before you watch it. Like it's very stress inducing. And, um, and with this show, like, I don't know if it's stress inducing, but it definitely like the pull you pulls you into, uh, there's the fun out of, this is just entertainment. Like trying to figure out the morality behind this weird world. It's very outer limits esque or something like that. And then it starts getting into other stuff too, where it's just like, Jesus Christ, like what this is like, this is unraveling like this weird onion of what, what are the goats for? And, and shit like that. Oh my gosh. That, yeah, that scene with the lambs. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> this is like biblical. Yeah. Um, my father-in-law who, you know, he is obsessed with the show, like truly obsessed. And he yeah. has joined these groups where they talk about the conspiracy theories in the show and all these like hidden meanings and about how there's these, melons are mentioned in every episode and milk is mentioned in every episode. And, and uh, like, I'm like, how did you, (laughs) and what, I did not see that, but I guess it's one of those shows that, like you said, there's so many layers. If I rewatched it because I haven't rewatched it, but if I did rewatch it and had, you know, looked into this stuff, I can see where it would just be like, there is so much more to the show than meets the eye. Well, it's funny. I mean, I mentioned it in the front there too, like, you know, like Westworld, which I don't know if you watched. Did you watch Westworld? Um, it's one of those shows that I watched a few episodes with and realized that okay. if I watched it, yeah, yeah, without him, he would I would never hear the end of it. Yeah. Well, Westworld was like another one too in that realm where I felt like there was like there were entire groups of people like trying to unravel the puzzle because every episode was giving you like these little hidden cr- clues and things. And I didn't go into this expecting it was going to be that show. And I don't know if it is. I don't know if he was trying to give away anything or you need to get to the end of the journey before it all makes sense. If that makes any sense. But but also like the only thing too, and jumping way ahead, like the by the end of the season, which I'm glad it has a second season because that was the other thing too. As I'm getting into this, I'm like, oh, this is going to be one of those shows that gets canceled and we have no idea what this all meant and nothing. We have no context to any of this. Uh, luckily, it has a, it has a, at least a second season coming. But um, but no, like with that, too, like I didn't expect this to be this like unraveling puzzle of like, what does this mean? What does that mean? Like, um, but the, even the way they do revelations of like, you know, who the main character's neighbor is like, didn't expect that. That was pretty cool. Like just Patricia Arquette killed it. 
with that. Oh yeah, Patricia whole, Arquette. Oh, she's incredible. Absolutely. She steals a lot of the scenes in yeah. like, the show. And um, there were two characters. Like, obviously, I went in for Adam Scott. Um, Don't we all? Uh, John Totoro's great. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, I should probably look at the cast. Christopher Walken is in Christopher Walken. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, like, <laughs> everything. Like, and then, um, but, the like, uh, the guy who plays Milchek is amazing. Incredible. And I can't imagine anyone else playing his role and he does it to this like I don't you know what's funny he comes off and I and I'm still trying to figure out um and I feel like I'm bouncing around a lot I'm I'm sorry sorry if I'm doing this but this this show anyone that's watched this show knows that when you talk about the show you just bounce around a lot because there's a million things that you want to say immediately (laughs) well because I I mean have you have you ever worked in like a corporate environment like have you worked in like a yeah okay and so, like, there's always those, like, company man people who are just like, hey, no, we're going to do, like, you know, mandatory fun time kind of stuff. And who are all bought into it and completely, like, engrossed by it while I'm sitting in the corner being like, yeah, I don't want to be a part of, like, mandatory fun. Like, this is not what I'm into. He Milchek is that guy. Milchek is the person in this already creepy environment who is the full-on company man who is just, you know, like... That is his role. He is he is the company man through and through for good or bad. Uh, and I can't imagine anyone else playing that role like that. that uh, it was tram- perfection. Yeah, he's he's amazing in that role. But uh, it's he's off putting in a way that you yes. don't expect him to be like. He's yes. so happy and like you, you don't want to hate the guy, but you're also like, thank God their brains are severed, because if somebody said great job this week, let's have a melon party. Yeah, like there's no way that you're going home to tell your husband like today was awesome. I, you know, found all my creepy numbers grouped together properly. So we ate melon and danced around and I got the maraca. It would be like you are being committed. What is wrong with you? And he just does it so well. And I was going to say, for what it's worth, I if you've worked for any kind of company where there's like, you know, human resources and all these like, I feel like everyone understands that the creepiness to that uh, in general. But um, there's also so there's also a lot of um, theories and open ended questions about the show. And I'll start there, too, with like, all right. Um, and again, if, if you haven't seen if so, if you're listening and haven't seen the show, first off, that's weird and you should go watch it. But um, just to explain, there are numbers on the screen, like on this populated matrix looking screen um on an old timey computer where they're supposed to feel something and click these numbers and you're never let on onto what that work is and what it means or doesn't mean anything but amanda do you have a theory do you have any theories on what those numbers mean i i don't henry had a few of them but i don't have i've heard theories about what what it means um i will say that watching it i was like these numbers are people like these have to be people and like people's energies that they were sensing you know that's initially that's what i thought before the show progressed to what it did but um one of the theories i heard is that it's a you know the way that they group the numbers will do certain things to certain people so it was their way of realizing how can they further use this human you know, like if you're really great at your job and you finish, yeah. you know, clear the numbers or forget the terminology that they use in the show, 
But if you're so good that you clear your numbers and you're good to go, your brain is more susceptible to like the next step of whatever severed is. Like what is, how yeah. much further can we push this for you? That was one of the theories that I had yeah. heard on a podcast, um, but what's yours? Well, I've, what do you I've got? heard, I don't, I have, I have a belief and I'll get to that in a second, but okay. it's, it's not as, it's not as amazing uh, as anything else. But the theories I've heard too, is that they're, they're, um, they're curing diseases or something they're using. I've also heard people say like, it's, it's numbers that were important to you in life, like a birthday or like in whatever order. And, and so like it, by you feeling something, they're sort of trying to clear out like what's left of your connection to your old memory. Um, and then the last thing, which is what my belief is just like, I don't think it means anything. I just, I think it's busy work. I think, I think it's literally meaningless (laughs) and pointless and because I don't think we've never been shown, I think um, d- the their character macro Dylan data refinement, that's what it's called. Their, yes. Their, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so the character Dylan, like he talks about how I, I think all of them talk about how they have like whatever their score is. Right. Like how, how well they scored on. And I don't think any of them have talked about or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I missed this, but I don't think anyone ever talked about having a bad score. Is that I no? I don't think they did. It's they have to clear it. Right. So they had to clear the screen. So however that happened. And if you were like faster or more focused, like I know John Turturro's character is like there's the one scenes where he's just like eyes locked in. Yeah. And then the black goo comes over him. Yeah. Which is another wild thing where these different scenes where like this black goo comes down. And the more you watch the show, the more you realize the black goo kind of. In the show, he falls asleep, but yeah. you realize that when he falls asleep, it's actually him getting closer to waking up on the unsever side. Yeah. Waking yeah. up to his Audi. So yeah. there are a couple of times where he's staring at the screen so intently that he kind of starts to wake up or get closer to his Audi, almost unsever himself. And you see this yeah. black goo come down in his brain, which is kind of his dream. Yeah. And so I don't know. I don't know what. I mean, I'm I'm sure I hope we find out what they mean, but I feel like they will. I mean, I feel like they, they got to they got to give us some payoff to a lot of these, you know, open ended mysteries. I I I really need a couple answers like I need to know what Helly does at the end. I need yeah. to know all about I mean, there's so many scenes that just got so strange so quickly which made the show so wonderful because you weren't expecting yeah. it the yeah. scene where they go into the the founder's house as like yes. a prize and then all these yeah. chicks come out and these masks and are you know oh, the waffle party the, the waffle party and he thinks yeah. he's gonna get laid and then all of a sudden he's <laughs> like wait no this might be creepy this might yeah. be wrong let me go wanna, solitary eat a waffle by myself I mean, we could we can talk about waffle party i mean i don't what, what's weird about it too is i don't because of how disconnected the characters are i don't even know if they feel like i did uh, well let me back up it's really funny because obviously john totoro and christopher walken feel something right they have some kind of you know emotional uh uh romantic connection to each other but other than that does anyone else ever show any kind of like well there's the weird moments with um mark s who's played by adam scott yeah um starts to realize that mrs casey who's like the therapist of the 
whole company. He's got this weird relationship with her that he starts to like have like, maybe it's an attraction to her or just like really feels like he has to look out for. Yeah. Biggest spoiler alert. Cover your ears if you don't want to know what happens. (laughs) But at the end of the show, you realize that Mrs. Casey's actually Adam Scott's wife, who he thinks died in a car accident, which he thinks he's responsible for. And the whole reason he got severed is because he wanted to forget that that happened to him. And he's like a massive alcoholic in his Audi life. And um, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to ask. I mean, did I miss something? I I didn't realize he felt responsible for her death. Was that so this is one of the uh, Chucky theories from Mr. Chuck that's big in the Facebook group he's in is. Yes. So there's a scene where uh, essentially he's told he has to go to what would be like an HR person, but for them is like their therapist. And it's this beautiful woman named Mrs. Casey. And he goes into this very strange room that has a tree in it. And she says, like, kind of build out of clay what you think you are or like what you represent. And he builds a tree. And then there's a scene when he's like super heavy drinking. I think it's one of the beacon scenes, but I'm not sure. And he walks to this tree and sits next to it and weeps. And so essentially that's kind of foreshadowing. Like maybe he was driving the car, hit the tree and thinks that he thinks that he killed her. Yeah. And so it almost like, when he represents himself with clay as an innie, he's remembering something from his outside life. And like, they think that that kind of shows that there was already a little bit of the unseverance starting to happen with him. If when he represented himself, he d- made a tree. Yeah. That's super I didn't even pick up on any of that. Yeah. Me either. Oh my, I love that. I, that's that's yeah. what I love about the show. Cause I, I missed a lot of this stuff. Well, all right. So what, what the other thing I was going to mention too is, um, he, as far as his connection to Miss Casey, which is his wife or was his wife. I don't know how we want to label this. So weird. So weird. Um, I did look out for because I, I sort of had a feeling. I don't know if you know this in the chronological order of watching the show or when you find out that Miss Casey is his uh, essentially a deceased wife to him or I don't know. What do you want to call it? But I, there's never anything he does have a connection to like where he sort of like looks back at her and like, you know, like, but there's never anything where he's as is any that I saw, at least where he kind of shows like, oh, no, he knows that's his wife or he knows he has a connection to her or something. I never picked up on that at all. It never felt like there was a scene where he was like, hmm, there's something about Miss Casey that I'm drawn to. Like it was never, never seemed like that. He had like a very protector, uh, protector vibe over yeah. everybody in his little macro data yeah. refinement. But there were a couple scenes where Miss Casey's like hanging out there essentially, I think, to watch Helly because Helly is like going, she's losing her shit. Yeah. And um, when she's not there anymore when mrs casey's not there anymore because essentially it's like a whole story about how miss casey gets fired from the company or unsevered and nobody knows what that means if you get fired do you die because well she went down to the they sent her down to to the the floor the the bad place yeah (laughs) whatever it is it's the bad place yeah different show and um so everyone's like, well, what happens down there? What's going yeah. on down there? You know, like what happens yeah. to your body down there? So there is that vibe where he gets really worked up that she's not there anymore. Where did she go? Yeah. What happened right. to her? And maybe that's a little bit of something. But I also th- yeah. feel like that also fits his character. Who's just kind of a protector over all of his yeah. employees. 
Yeah. Well, all right. So wait, you, you touched on something I wanted to mention anywhere or get to, which is um, when Miss Casey is dismissed or whatever, whatever that's called, I forget. They, they send her down to the something floor. Like that's, that's what it's referred to. And I forget what it is. Um, I really should have done my research before this. Um, but when they do that, it's a very mysterious black hallway with a elevator and like the little like icon, like, you know, going down icon over the elevator, like a upside down triangle, which is exactly what Irving, which is John Totoro's character has been painting on the outside for so long. Yeah. And he has like massive amounts of paintings of his a vision of that, that doorway, that elevator, which the, what I'm trying to figure out or have been trying to figure out since, since the, I watched the finale was that means he's seen it, right? Like clearly he has seen seen that elevator, but in what context was he sent down that hallway? So like he's seen it in some aspect. Is it, uh, was he a different employee? Was he the, like kind of like a Milchek's character where he was the one opening the door for someone to send them down that hallway? Or did he get sent down that hallway? Like Miss Casey did. Um, I don't know. And well, that brings up a great point because his character on the outside, when um, you see all those paintings and just like his personality on the outside could not be more opposite to his personality on the inside and the inside. He's a very corporate man. You know, he's no business. He ends up falling in love with Christopher Walken, which was the best. But on the outside, he's super artsy and, you know, goes home and just blasts metal. Yeah. <laughs> which you don't expect at all just blast metal and just goes to town painting yeah. these dark black paintings and the hallway that we're referencing essentially when somebody messes up mm-hmm. they get sent to this place where they um they kind of show snippets when um heli's in there yeah. there's recordings playing and you have to say these things to make you more robotic essentially to yeah. fit what they want you to be but I feel like because he had those moments where he was falling asleep and the black goo and all that kind of stuff, I feel like he was starting to unsever in those moments and definitely had seen it at some point. Yeah. That's season two stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, that, I that's the it. thing. <laughs> I need it bad. Um, yeah. I was trying to find, Oh, the testing floor. Testing floor. That's what it is. There it is. Okay. The testing floor. I'm reading the severance wiki now. Uh, The testing floor is a floor in Lumen Industries below that of the severed floor. So they send her to the testing floor. And it gives no explanation (laughs) as to what it is. But that's also what Irving's been obsessively painting about. So the testing floor. So that's that's the other thing, too, is like all these names and things. But do you have do you have an overall theory about like what all the severance stuff is and what like the the overall conspiracy is because we eventually learn a little bit more but not enough to kind of draw a conclusion i don't know at the end it's a very weird um the richest people of america they are you know at this gala at the very end and you realize that's main character heli who's been fighting and fighting like her any version has really been fighting to get the hell out she tries to kill herself at one point in the show um because she wants out so badly and at the end you find out that she goes to this banquet essentially and you realize that she's actually the daughter 
right? Of the founder. Yeah. So yeah. her whole life has been leading up to this moment where she was going to be severed. She wanted to be severed. She wanted to be part of it. And then there's also this weird kind of uh, subplot that happens where Mark S's sister goes to this birthing community to have this <laughs> his her baby. Yeah. And they meet this woman who seems really rich, but kind of cold. And she's mm -hmm. giving birth to this baby. And then you go back to this banquet, flash to the banquet. And this woman that had given birth to the baby is actually the wife of one of the main guys that's part of the severance began the severance yeah. movement is pushing the severance movement. And when she asks how the baby's doing, she's like, I've never had a baby. What are you talking about? Yeah. She doesn't even remember having a child. So they've used the severance as like a, you know, Oh, you're going to go through labor and it's going to hurt really bad. So we'll sever you just for labor. Yeah. So it doesn't hurt. And then you're going to come back, you know, and, and she's like, well, where's the baby? And you know, yeah. I, I could be misremembering all of this, no, but I do no, remember yeah. that. Yeah, that moment where it was like, okay, so these really rich people are using like monetary severance just for oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to sever these, you know, two days. Yeah. I don't want to remember these and then I'm good to come back. So I yeah. don't know if it's maybe a uh, experiment for the wealthy to yeah. use to avoid pain or I don't know. I don't I don't know yeah. what my view is on it. I just know that that last 10 minutes, I was like, my brain is melting. What <laughs> is happening right now? Yeah. Well, because the way this the way this the the season ends is it like ends in this like gigantic build up to like they're the, the innies are in the outside world and they're all like rushing to either figure something out or, or you know, um, you know, do something They they're all they Everyone has like their own different separate missions, but and then everything just like, you know, they immediately get clicked back off because, by the way, that's the other thing, too, is apparently it's all controlled from Lumen HQ, which, um, you know, the one the the one character, uh, Dylan, is staying in there and he's like turning two keys at the same time to like put it into temporary overtime mode. Um, it's really cool. But at the same time, too, I, and I think it's almost too easy of an explanation which is the only reason i'm uh, i'm i'm i don't want to believe it or i don't want to accept that but like that it's essentially just kind of like get out <laughs> like just like the same kind of plot for yeah. get out but instead of it you know it's like instead of it being different people because that's the other thing too is like all the there were some other theories about the fact that the, you mentioned like uh ellie's father is like the the founder or whatever the title is for like the current you know, person in charge of everything or, and then that there's a theory that like the consciousness of the original, original founder is, has just been living on in like the next and the next and the next. And so like the consciousness inside of who she's talking to her father is actually like the original, like, yeah, it's like of, cloning almost. Yeah. yeah. Different body, so, same brain. Right. But the thing is we haven't really, obviously up until this point it's all been it's just your consciousness split or at least that's what we're led to believe now as i'm saying this out loud too because like we're like you it's supposed to be that your consciousness is split right that you're like mark is mark and then he goes in and has this and then his his personality is his mind kind of forks off into two different realities his innie and his outie but what's to say that his innie 
was Mark originally. Like it wasn't just some other person or that, you know, and this is what I was going to like with like Miss Casey, like the person inside of him, of her, if there's no connection and I feel like they would have done that explicitly, like shown that Mark has some kind of connection to Miss Casey. Maybe they don't because the any Mark and the any Miss Casey aren't, you know, whoever they were on the outside, basically. That's interesting. So it's like they're inputting, they're not just severing your brain, they're inputting somebody else's identity to the yeah. your work brain. You are someone else when you're at work. Yeah, because I mean, that, I, yeah. I thought that was the implication for some of the other stuff that we were learning about the outside and like her father and, and like that her father really wasn't her father or whatever consciousness was inside him was a whole other human being or a whole other person. So that's but, hard though, because what about the guy, what was his name? Freddie, right? That was the... Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The employee the, that essentially got unsevered and yes. ends up dying. But um, because his any figured it out while he was still in. Right. Right. Remember with the picture and stuff. So how would. Oh, yeah. Again, you know, like how would that happen then? Because his any figured it out and. Yeah. Then reached out to him and. And he unsevered. Right. Quote unquote. He, he unsevered, unsevered. Yeah. Essentially unsevered himself. Kind right. of like through this, you know, secret underground group that helped him <laughs> unsever himself. Yeah. Which we don't learn a lot more about. Right. And no, like, that's got to be really deep second season. I honestly yeah. think that's probably where it's going to go. And I think that Mark S is going to join that unsevered group and they're going to yeah. tr- get deep into uh, yeah. helping other people unsever. But there is one of the parts I thought was one of my favorite parts was Marcus's sister is married to this guy named Rickon, who is yeah. like a spiritual self-help guru, or so he thinks. Yeah. And he writes this awful book. Yeah. Which is just truly awful. But somehow a copy gets into Lumen. Yeah. And then the one character, uh, I think it was Dylan, right? That finds the book and mm-hmm. starts reading yes. it on the toilet. Yes. And it's kind of like, oh, there's there's an outside world. Like yeah. He starts to kind of unsever via that book. Yes. And so maybe that kind of goes against your theory about the same person inside or outside, because he does start to realize who he is on the outside because that moment where he somebody switches it off and he's at yeah. home with his kid and he doesn't realize that he even has yeah. a child and then brings yeah, that back into point. the office. Yeah, that is a good point. And 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 that's the thing, too, is what's crazy about this show and all the conspiracies and theories is that it's it's almost like a puzzle where it's like, oh, cool. Like I found a piece and you go to like put it on. It's like, oh, no, no, no. Like it looks like it fits, but it doesn't like it doesn't. There yeah. isn't. And it's it, it is intriguing. The only thing is with like throwing throwing yourself onto a show like this. It's like, I really hope they have a plan. I really hope they're just like, oh, shit, we didn't realize we had to figure out a, you know, a solution to this whole week we uh painted people ourselves are into. addicted yeah exactly yeah. people are addicted to this and yeah i i think there has to be a second season because like you said they there's so many cliffhangers yeah. at the end and it did insanely well it's apple yes. tv so there will be a second season but yeah there there is a lot of uh i, I bet people that are listening to this right now that have not seen the show is like yeah. what <laughs> did they do acid before they recorded this because it sounds insane yeah. but watching the show this is almost the stream of consciousness that happens when you're watching the show because yeah. so much is happening and uh patricia arquette is essentially the you know the mean lady in the big high desk the big yeah 
the running the show behind the scenes, but is Mark S's hippie neighbor who makes him homemade soap. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she, she on the outside knows that yeah. Mark S is Mark S on the inside and she's right. almost watching over him. Yes. So she's not severed. She's 100% yeah. all the time just being two different people. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I know. Don't there's there's know. a lot. It, it's really I mean and the other thing too is there are we yeah, I don't know. I I I mean I hope we find a solution. I, I don't know. It, it, it's such a good show. And 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 uh um the girl who plays Helly is amazing too. Um she's really good. I thought she was in other shows and she is absolutely like I she wasn't really like she wasn't in anything really that had she, really popped up. Brit Lower is her name. Yeah. And I yeah, I I for sure thought, you know, little Miss Helly B was in something else because she not only does she kill it, but she yeah. just has a face that I'm like, I've seen her. Where have yeah. I seen her? What if I watch that she's in? Yeah. No, she's only really played like bit parts in some major series. And that was it. Like she wasn't really um, she hasn't like really played a major role in anything out there. But um, so she's like the anomaly there. But aside from that, um, she has been she was amazing. And then she's surrounded, obviously, by Adam Scott and Patricia Arquette and um uh the guy who plays dylan too has he been in anything is anything um i don't i don't know of him in anything else he has since then though i just saw actually oddly enough i just saw something that he was in coming up but i don't remember what it was uh zach cherry is his name yeah um i don't know i yeah he i they were breakout they were killer in the show yeah so good And 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 you were just mentioning him too. The guy who plays um uh Rickon, um Michael Chernis. I think yeah, it is. he's so funny. He's hilarious. And the thing is, the way so like funny. I do love how they play up his his like self help book and like they're essentially reading it like the Bible. It is <laughs> yeah. it is their Bible. Uh, and just like <laughs> some of like the words, but like seeing it quote unquote like you know touch them in that in like the context but also it being like just silly stupid you know musings by you know someone who's like thinks very highly of himself very highly of himself it he has like a book release party yeah (laughs) where he just reads experts from the book and the best part of it is not only does he think he's incredible but his like guru friends just think he is just a genius it is such a satirical hilarious yeah. thing because it also helps with the balance of outside mark mowdy mark thinks it's like yeah. what a joke you are yeah such a joke and inside mark you know is like wow he's really intelligent like yeah. what a what a smart guy these words are changing my life yeah there there is a scene where like they're reading the passages and like you hear him doing the voiceover and it's just like nonsensical, you know, like when life gives you lemons, make orange juice, like just really weird, just non sequiturs. And like, and they're like, wow, this is amazing. And it's played completely straight and I love it. And it's that there's not a lot of room for humor in the show. Like, or, or I mean, not to say there's not a lot of room for it, but like they don't, try to just inject humor for the sake of injecting humor anywhere, which I do appreciate. And then it also leaves like some of like the, some of the places where you'd almost expect it 
they don't like when there's the dance parties and all that kind of stuff like they they you can see any other show kind of injecting like oh let's make it a little bit cheeky or like throw a yeah joke no they in leave somewhere. it uncomfortable which i think helps they leave, they leave those uncomfortable. uncomfortable yeah yeah but his character um, is like the humor the show needs without yeah, trying to be absolutely yeah exactly and uh and and uh and the girl who plays his sister um she's great too i I, the thing is like i think what they ended up building out in the outside world there too is that you know mark although isolated and that's the other thing too even the setting right the entire thing takes place and i i don't know if you're supposed to know the town or the city or where it takes place but it's it's winter it's cold right like it's just a lot of unsettling Yeah. yeah it's 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 very dreary but he has like the only warmth you really get on the outside world. And I think it's on purpose is through his sister and his uh, his brother-in-law, uh, Rickon. Um, and I think that's that's good. Like it's a little bit of light on the outside as like you're watching Mark deal with this stuff. But um, but even like the way that's presented, like it's just a very cold, unsettling like you know, and it's kind of funny in the world of, and this is maybe something we should else we should throw on to our, uh, the episode list is for an Apple TV show. It is the complete opposite of Ted Lasso, like the environment Agreed. and everything <laughs> yeah. is uncomfortable. If you if you're like, oh my god, I need I need a palate cleanser. Like you can go watch Ted Lasso right after this, and then you can be on the which is like a hug. The spectrum. Every episode yeah. of Ted Lasso is a hug everything's warm and fuzzy and like, you know, (laughs) this is just like, Oh my God, everything is made uncomfortable on purpose. Um, but, and it's also, it's also funny too, because like, you know, through the pandemic and everything else, the one show that everyone seemed to, not the one show, but the show that a lot of people, you know, glammed onto for like, Oh, I need some stability and normalcy in my life. I'm just going to watch the office, a show that like literally the setting is the same on every episode. Nothing ever changes. Like, and, uh, and this show does that too, right? Because the the setting of the office and everything is all the same, and it's all very like clean slate, very simplistic. Um, and I feel like even that even that part of it, right? Like, oh man, the even the way all that stuff is done, where it's like, um, you know, they're working on these old fashioned computers and like just simple desks and a simple chair and there's no in a massive room in a the massive negative room. space in that office yeah. like when they show it from above it's just a set of cubicles right yeah. in the center of the room with a trash can and that's it in this massive yeah. green carpeted room and it makes like it truly was like this is making me so uncomfortable why yeah. is it in the middle of the room <laughs> why is there nothing else in this room yeah with these halogen bright light bulbs yeah, I feel like I feel like even that has a reason behind it. Like they're they're trying not to stimulate them too much because something might happen if they're overstimulated kind of thing. Um, but again, that's you, you you're going to if you haven't watched the show, like we ruined everything. But if you have like it, it's just the thing of like you will leave with endless theories and like, you know, like questions and all these things like we we barely touched upon anything like yeah to the point of like what are the goats <laughs> like what is the what is the waffle party um, what is and the how whole do I thing have, how do I christopher get walken does when they you know like those oh, little yeah. cards that they steal yeah and that was another one of the theories that um my father-in-law had told me is when you're in looking at them there's these little cards and there's uh 
a watering can, an axe, and they think it means something. I have no idea. What is, what's the department called? O&D, right? Optics yeah. and Design. Yeah. That's Christopher Walken's department. And these things mean something. A watering can, and there's an axe, and then there's like these awful cards where these people are like strangling each other and like, but they look like workplace instruction cards, yeah. just like stick figures showing yeah. you how to do something, but it's just murder. It's just yeah. they're killing each other. <laughs> Here's I don't, how to murder. Yeah. Yeah. It's very strange. There's something yeah. there, hopefully. Yeah. But and that's the thing too. Like, like I said, I mentioned Westworld. It was the one I, I kind of connected to. I was like, this is Westworld if it wasn't so like pretentious about itself. I, I think I think I thought Westworld was a little over the top with it's like, oh, we're going to we're going to give you a mystery. Like I no one. I don't think you went into this feeling. Like, oh, it's going to be a giant mystery. And they left you unanswered on a lot of things. But I I'm not upset about it. I'm not either. I enjoy yeah. it. I kind of like the fact that we're sitting here making up these wild theories that are yeah. probably going to be so embarrassingly wrong. And I think both of us, it's been a little while since we've watched it. So we're probably misremembering yeah. quite a bit as well. But I oh, am interested yeah. to hear other people's theories because absolutely it is one of those shows that you go to hang out with your friends. You're like, have you watched it? And everybody is going to have a different take on what things mean, what they thought. Yeah. Like I said, the first two episodes, I was like, I would love to be severed. Sever yeah. me up. <laughs> I don't want to remember shit from work. And then I realized, like, if I didn't have coworkers, I probably wouldn't yeah. have friends in my 30s because, yeah. like, half of your coworkers are your friends. That's but a good it's true. Yeah. You know, like, I would have no outside life. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Siblings, I guess. But, yeah. you know, now getting to the end of the show, I'm like, oh, no, that's awful. Yeah. I would never want to be severed. But in the beginning, it yeah. was looking pretty. Good. <laughs> it's like never remember my coworker. I can walk into a grocery store and not have to say diddly shit to the yeah. coworker that I cannot stand and not have to like put on a smile and be like, oh my God, I'll see you Monday into your weekend. Yeah. You could just walk by them and have no idea who they are. Yeah. <laughs> Would be nice. And then at the end, you're like, oh no, this is dark. Yeah. This is really dark. Trying to, is there a way to do that without severance really existing? Like, could you just walk in the office and be like, oh, yeah, I just, um, I, you know, took a pill. And so you don't exist in my brain or, you know, something that's socially acceptable where I can be like, yeah, I Probably don't have not to legal. you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that substance is not legal. Yeah. I'm just watching Arrested Development for the first time. I know. Make fun of me. Wait, first but time. I know. I know. Oh, but, geez. you know, uh, how he calls, what is, what does Will Arnett call what are actually roofies, but he gives them. Forget he takes me them nows. so he doesn't remember. Forget, forget me, me nows. nows. Yeah. Yeah. For, forget me nows. That's what they yeah. are. Tommy, they're roofies. That's right. how you don't remember it. I am also really excited that, the, and we have to, I'm adding this to the list. We have to do an episode on this now. You have to arrest the development. I'm, I'm putting it on the list right now. It is going to be official. We're, I'm in. I am in. I love it. I'm about to finish it. Okay. Wait. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. There's so many I know. I know. Everyone, the last, the last season is just a green screen Porsche de Rossi. Everyone is peeled. Yeah. But, uh, yes, it's a really bad wig that they put on whoever they had as her stand in. It is I know. awful. I know. But, uh, yeah. So I'm just finishing that, but that is, um, that's what I think the only thing you could have is a forget me. Forget me now is the only way you're going to forget your coworkers. All right. Well, we Without severance. With yeah. Uh, fair enough. But all right. Well, at least we at least we know what we're going to talk about in the next episode now because I'm putting in. it right on the list. I'm in. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for thanks for uh, 
chatting. I don't know how to end this. We haven't figured out a way to. We haven't uh, figured our ending, end but I think what's going to happen now is one of two things. People are going yes. to have watched the show are going to be like, oh, my God. Yes. They're going to go along with our very ADHD driven uh, yes. recap of the show. <laughs> and the people that haven't watched the show are going to be like, I don't know if I can, but I highly yeah. recommend you do. I highly well, recommend it, you do. It is funny. Are there any time? I will watch things and I'll like, like reviews or, or things like this show that we're doing right now, right now. If either a, I've seen it and I want to hear other people's takes on it or B, I don't really want to watch it, but whatever. I'll listen to what they have to say. Like I, I, you know, like it's fair. if there's a movie I haven't seen where I'm like, eh, I don't think I'll get around to watching it. So let me just hear someone else recap it. Like I, those are the two, reasons i would listen to someone so i hope that's the reason i hope i really hope when you said spoiler alert early on that someone who hasn't seen it just checked out right there and said all right i'll go watch it and then come back yeah please do because it's worth it i think it's worth it and i think it's also one of those shows that you don't watch the first season and by the time the second season it's like when people started to watch game of thrones like season two and they're like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Everyone's freaking talking about it. Like, I have nothing else to do. And all anyone cares about is season two. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen with this show. I'm definitely, I'm going to say it now. It's going to yeah. be annoying how many people are like, season two of Severance tonight? Yeah. So, <laughs> just Well, I'm also, one of the try. shows I'm I'm watching as we speak, and I had to catch up because the, the last episode is coming, uh, is Better Call Saul. And that was, that's another show that I'm into, but... Uh, I, I had to be the same it. thing. It was like, I, I, the last episode's coming. I can't not be caught up to it. I like binge watching things. That's how I prefer to watch it. I don't want to watch it same. live or with commercials. But, you know, once that happens, once the show is over, then it's just, you know, it's a, a ticking time bomb to when I find out a spoiler about how the entire series ended. So I have to, I have to be up to date. You have to be. That's like when people get pissed off that, like, you know, especially Game of Thrones. Like, I, Come on, it's been done for how long now? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna not do it. I'm gonna yeah. tell you. Cool. All right. So next time uh, we have we have so many other topics to talk about. So we will talk about more. Uh, I can't wait. Another episode. That was fun. That was fun. I had fun. Did you have that fun? That was so fun. Yeah. That was fun. Absolutely. Cool. Well, we hope you had fun. You, the audience, the person listening to this. Please have fun because, and also please watch the show. All right. We'll see you next time. See you next time. <laughs>